Hey, thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, there we go again. Here we are, but that's George Strait, the weight of the badge. Yeah, Brad Cornell here, along with our president of the board, Robert Cook. You're gonna love to meet him today. But hey, we're excited that you're here at Hope for Heroes. HopeForHeroesTX.org. You can go check out our website and just see what we do. And this is the Way to the Badge podcast. And uh, man, I'm excited again today. Whenever we get to have one of the horsepower board of directors, you know, this is all led by the board. I'm not even on the board. They won't even let me on there. So they can tell me what to do. And I try to do the best I can listening to them. But hey, we're blessed today to have a good friend and just a great, great uh, leader. He's just, his, uh, his wisdom really helps us a lot. And he knows a lot about 501c3s, which we are. And so I just want you to know that uh, today we appreciate you joining us here on a YouTube video. And so I want you to meet a good friend and the president of the board. He's not only got a beautiful wife, Connie, he's got a son and a daughter and a grandson that's even in law enforcement. So that's where a lot of that wisdom comes from. And I just wanted to introduce you today, Mr. Robert Cook. How are you, sir? Good morning, Brett. Top good of the to morning you. to you. <laughs> hey, good to see you, too. Well, hey, man, I just thought it'd be a good time to have you on and have uh, just have your wisdom, your perspective of what's happening. You've been with us now for probably six, eight months. Of course, you've been watching for a year, two years. You've been watching what's going on with Hope for Heroes, and we were blessed to have you come on the board and be the president of the board. So what do you see in the, in the future for Hope for Heroes and what it means for our law enforcement? You've got a grandson in law enforcement. Where do you see the law enforcement going in this country? You know, we... We know we had all these challenges in Austin and the different, uh, we started this in January of 2020, right? When it was a bad time of the COVID and the, the, the going after our cops and all the crazy stuff. You think it's getting better or worse? What do you see on your, the horizon? Well, thank you for all the, the good words for me this morning, but <clears throat> I wished I had the wisdom that was necessary that I could really make a difference and I you know I think uh, that's where Hope for Heroes comes in is that Hope for Heroes is making a difference with a lot of people. A lot of uh, police officers uh, are in in a real bind in a lot of cases and especially in Austin and Houston and as you've heard on TV or other places uh, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, uh, policemen are just not looked on like when we grew up or mm-hmm. like we were used to. Uh, you know, we really respected our police officers and we respected the law. And you don't see that in a lot of places anymore. That's true. I think we're very lucky to be in Bernie where the police officers are respected. And, you know, we, we have uh, a great time with our police officers here and, and show up that and our greetings that we have and what we do with the police officers in San Antonio and and Austin. Uh, what I see coming, I, you know, it's it's hard to tell. I, I'm reading some things lately that's telling me that uh, there's a lot of uh, youth that are coming forward with a lot more conservative ideas and respect for the law than what we've seen in the past, which is really uh, great to hear. Yeah. That, uh, We've gone through this time, especially the last few years, where uh, cities have been trying to defund the police, 
where they've been trying to uh, really do away with the police in many cases. And uh, can you only imagine what would happen, anarchy that would occur when that takes place. So, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky here in Bernie that we've got the support that we need. Uh, hopefully, that through Hope for Heroes and what we're trying to do here, that we can show others the, how to support the police and how to make a difference in their communities and stop this nonsense about defunding police and not supporting yeah, that's true. You know, it's amazing. It's just amazing how many people don't realize these guys don't get any accolades. I mean, they don't really, you know, when they come to a Hope for Heroes event and there's 70 or 80 people or 60 people there waiting to greet them and they just get blown away because they're not expecting that greeting. Right. And so in case folks you haven't heard about Hope for Heroes, go to HopeForHeroesTX.org and you'll see that once a weekend, about every other weekend, we bring officers in from Austin, San Antonio, surrounding areas and bring a couple couples in. We give them a beautiful night at a hotel here, the Kindle Inn. We give them a gift card to spend in town. But what they don't know is they're going to get a huge surprise greeting, like a surprise birthday party, but they don't know anybody. <laughs> so it is a surprise. Well, and it, it, the reaction is tremendous. you know. And, and I talk with these people that we have in for the greetings, and uh, like you said, they're just blown away. They, they feel like in their day-to-day -day job that people don't really understand what they do, don't respect what they do, and uh, they're, they're at a total loss. And when they see us at the greeting, you know, tears fall and, and uh, they just say, you know, this is the greatest thing that could happen to them in their job, that they, they don't understand why it can't be that way all the time. So they really appreciate Hope for Heroes and what they're doing for them. Yeah, they really do. Well, you know, you've, done, you've dealt with a lot of 501c3s like we are. What do you see as the biggest the biggest thing about a 501c3 that's important? Not only to the people coming, but the donors that are donating and what do you what do you see in a Well I I, I think one of the things that uh, we realize even here in Bernie that there's so many 501c3s, there's so many charities that are trying to do good. And it's difficult for people to to understand which ones to donate to and you know, maybe we're in a different part of the uh, world than uh, maybe the East or the West, but we have a lot of people that, that want to donate, that yeah. want to be a part of charities, that want to support good things and good people. And so it's uh, trying to decide where to make those donations and, and to what group is doing the most good. And I know there's a lot of organizations out there that are doing good. Yeah. And I think it's surprising to a lot of people even here about the good that Hope for Heroes is doing because of the, what it's hap what's happening with the police force when uh, a member of that force goes back to their organization and tells them that they really are appreciated and that there is support out there for them. So, uh, you know, I would encourage everyone to look at Hope for Heroes for uh, donating. Uh, because the company is doing good. Yeah, it really is. And you know, the Austin is the number one, one of the number one charities in Austin, Texas, for the officers. Because there's been, you know, there's been suicides stopped. I mean, people have changed their mind when they come to Hope for Heroes. These officers. I mean, there's some terrible things going on out there, and marriages saved, and uh, careers saved because they they realize we love them and that they're they're really special. We show them the love of Jesus when they come here. 
We just want them to know how much they're loved, how much we care for them. Do you know what else is great, Robert? Is when you're at a Hope for Heroes events, why you folks need to come to one, is you start seeing all these people you know that are there for the event, because usually they we get there 30 minutes early before the officer does, and there's breakfast tacos, and there's coffee, and people just talking to each other, and all of a sudden, I start, I didn't know you were coming to this, and I, you know, I didn't know this was you. Pretty soon, you got all these different people you start greeting and meeting, so it's good for the whole community. It's it's very good for the community. You see a lot of support, <clears throat> uh, not only for the police officers, but how that support grows when they see other people involved. You know, one of the things that has been so uh, great for me to see is the, the children of the officers. Yeah. And you get the kids in, and they see how much people appreciate their dad or their mother, who's an officer, and what they're doing for the community. And, and uh, they, they've they never seen that before. And uh, the eyes are bright, and they, they yeah. hang on to their mother or dad and say, you know, you really are something special. You really are a hero. That's right. That's You're absolutely right. We call them heroes because they are. I mean, when they're running in and we're running out, that's a hero. And you're absolutely right. You see the kids. I've had one of the twelve-year-old kid tell his dad, "Daddy, you really are a hero," and that that's a big deal. And so they are. How is how is your grandson doing? He's in law enforcement, and um, how you obviously you're, it's close to home for you. Does what's what does he see out there in the world? Well, what's interesting to me is uh, most of the police officers that I know or have met, they really have a calling. They have a calling to be an officer. And it's not for uh, the money. It, there's a lot of negative things that are, I guess, associated with being a police officer, but uh, that's what they're meant to do. And my grandson is one of the, uh, he's always uh, wanted to be uh, either in the Army or a police officer. And he was in the Army and got out to be a police officer. Yeah, well, He loves that. He loves helping people. and. He's always telling me stories that uh, he's helped someone, and you don't normally see that in police. I mean, when you think of a police officer, he's uh, going uh, to uh, arrest a bad guy or to do something like that. And my grandson says he goes out and finds people in trouble, and he helps them and, and talks with them about understanding not to do bad, but to do good, and and how they can do better at what they're doing. Wow, what a blessing he is out there on the streets. Yeah. You know, that's actually right here. Not too long, we had a officer here from, from on from uh, Ryan Cook. She's an officer here at Bernie, and we were talking about different stories. And she just so she was telling me she took a wrong turn. She's out patrolling. Was going to go down one street, ended up going down another one, and there was a lady parked next to that road. And of course, she pulled over to check on her, and she was having a seizure got the ambulance there and got out of the hospital. She, and then she saw her that next night at a baseball game and the lady said, I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you. I mean, just all these, you know, and I ride with people, I ride with our officers, and I'll tell you, that could be some fun right there, riding with them. I, last time I rode with one of our officers, talking about helping people, there was a lady speeding and we swung a U-turn, you know, man, I love that. And so we, we went with, we pull, he pulls her over and, uh, Man, she's crying. She's uh, you can tell she's upset. I'm just I'm in the car watching, and I can hear what he's saying on there, you know. And he's just calm down, man. Was her, she just got a call that her son, her grandson, just got arrested in this in town, the other town, for meth. And so she was just trying to get there. He's like, okay, calm down, just relax. We should be all right. 
will get you, you know, so he gives her, ends up coming and giving her a warning. And I look up, he's on the other, he goes back to give her the warning. He's on, of course, the passenger side, door open, he takes his hat off and reaches over and is praying with her. Now, come on, that's what it's all about right there, you know? And we had so many calls from getting EMS out there, and the husband and wife were going crazy. He ends up telling his husband, you know, here's the deal. One more peep out of you, it's just jail. I'll fix this situation. And so then, God, a guy, in 30 minutes, man, his family was back together. So your grandson's up doing the same thing. And that's what they do for us, folks. We just don't, under, don't realize what our first responders do. They don't just go set their, their radar on, pull somebody over, give them a ticket, and move on. They've got all this training that's amazing. I mean, yes, you've watched your grandson. Have you watched him change from when he was, before he got into, to now? Or has he just always had a big heart? He's always had a big heart. And uh, he was trained in the Army to be a medic. Okay. And what he's uh, done while he's been a police officer, he's he saved other lives because he knew how to, to take care of situations. One guy had his throat cut and would probably have bled out, but my son was there to take care of him. And, uh, you know, it wow. saved his life. And he said he went back to visit with him uh, three weeks later. And, uh, you know, he was doing better and uh, thanked my grandson for, for being there to save his life. And he uh, had another instance where he was uh, uh, called out. A uh, guy was on one of the bridges in San Antonio, high points, and was going to jump off and kill himself. And my grandson was the first one there and started talking with him and said he talked with him for 30 to 45 minutes. It kept him from jumping, but he said the thing that really got to his heart was he saw the guy wearing a cross. Oh, really? And my grandson pulled out his cross on his neck, and he said, see, we're brothers. Oh, wow. He said, tell me about yourself, and he told him about his two daughters. And he explained, my grandson explained to him that he shouldn't kill himself, that they needed him, and he needed to to raise those daughters. And he talked about how bad he'd been and all the bad things. And my grandson says, God will forgive you of that, but you need to be there for those daughters. Wow. Come off the bridge. So, Isn't that amazing? You know, that's what they can do. You, you know, and mental health is a big thing also in this, in the, uh, in the first responder community. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. You know that you and I are gonna go through probably three or four, maybe in our whole lifetime, a tragic experience, see something that we wish we didn't see. The average police officer, first responder, sees five to 600 in his lifetime of some of the stuff you just can't, it's hard to witness. Um, I work with the guys that come down for Hope for Heroes that are in child abuse. And they said, you just, you can't even believe what people do. And it's just to try to get that out of your head. And so mentally, and that's why you got to have God in your life. I mean, the guys that really, that really thrive, like your grandson. What a way to bring him down off a bridge! Wow. And so that's that's exactly that's what our officers do, and that's why we need to respect them and just tell them we love them. And, you know, without law, without law and order, this country is doomed. I mean, without that. Well, Robert, your leadership really makes a big difference, brother. I mean, you just don't understand that. Like I said your wisdom and your leadership, and having you out here, you know talking with people and helping us with the fundraising and helping us with just wisdom on where maybe Hope for Heroes needs to go next. You know, folks, every first Tuesday of every month, 
here in Bernie, Texas. What you need to do in your city is if you got a bunch of barbecue pits and guys sitting around doing nothing but watching a guacamole turn black that are retired, get those things out and once a month get all your first responders together and put on a barbecue for them and invite them over and just get to know them. And that's what we do. We had over 80 um, yesterday, first responders. We had Texas Rangers and we had FBI and DPS and we had a bunch of them that they came and just give a free lunch from 11 to 1. Just something to help, you know, tell them how much we care and what they mean to us. And now we're working on a, a deal for kids, which will be more information on that later. But um, we're always trying to find ways that um, will continue to support our, our heroes because it really is a big deal. Because without them, you call 911 and me and Robert show up, you're in trouble. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, yeah, I thank just, you, Brad. <laughs> I want to thank you, Robert, for you and and your beautiful wife, Connie. You guys are, you know, supporters, and, and, and like I said, you're just you're there at the events, and that really that's the support. And if you get a chance, go on our website, put in your email address, and you'll get an alert when the next one is. No matter where you live, take a weekend, drive on up here to Bernie, and see what happens. But then I'll show you how to do it in your city. So we want to thank you. Any other words of wisdom, Robert? Just. Please support Hope for Heroes. Uh, we need your support so that we can help support uh, uh, first responders throughout our area. Exactly. Thank you much. Well, God bless you. Thank you again for, for uh, watching the YouTube video on Hope for Heroes and the Way to the Badge podcast. And don't forget to download George Strait. We love him. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now, you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. Of the bad.